back to the present F1 podcast. Andrew and we are here. We are coming at you one day before the first race of the season, the Bahrain GP. Qualifying just finished. Q1, Q2, Q3. So many storylines. Don't know where to begin. How you doing today? That was banana. <laughs> that, dude, I didn't expect any of that. No, man. I mean, I expected the top four. Maybe just, you know, having your Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes, like that order. But to see Haas, Alfa Romeo, and um, Zhu uh, Guan, oh, Guan Yu. Zhu Guan Yu. Even in, in Q2. Joe Guan, Guan Yu, yeah. I was in shock. Yeah. Well, Look at we, that order. We knew we knew coming after all the testing and all the, free, the practices the last couple of days that some teams were kind of... Maybe not sandbagging, but they were holding back a little bit on their power performance. They were holding back a little bit on showing us what their car is fully capable of. Yeah, keeping their cards close to their chest. And then Q1, just like you said, Haas coming out flying, Alfa Romeo coming out flying. Um, and we'll get to it a little bit more. We'll break it down. But, you know, McLaren not really doing their best. Uh, no. Ala Ricardo, you know, not even getting out of Q1. Um, and I think the other big story was the Aston Martin not getting out of Q1 yeah. as well. Both both drivers. Both those drivers, yeah. It was, um, yeah, definitely a tough day for for uh, uh, McLaren. Ricardo going P eighteen. What the? Hell? I mean, I got to take this hat off. It's BS. <laughs> Took so long to get here. Wrong day to wear that hat. Yeah. Maybe just oh spin God. it around. Don't show the but, um, the logo. <laughs> <laughs> got to dust this off. Yeah. Dust it off. But yeah, that was um, that was a horrible outing by Danny Ricardo. Um, I know he missed the preseason tests last week and he's just getting into the car this week after what a three week hiatus of him driving. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. obviously tough on him. Even Aston Martin, Nico Hulkenberg, just stepping up to the plate three days before the race, like, Oh yeah, hey buddy, yeah, you're driving. Didn't even get to drive the car, I don't think, in any of the preseason sessions. So yeah, definitely tough for those two at the bottom of the table, which is where we did not expect them. Even no. Lando didn't even, he didn't have a good outing either. What was he? P13. P13. So anyway, but I think that one of the biggest stories is Haas in Q1. Yes. That was crazy. Kevin Magnuson put in, I think he was P5 at the end of Q1. Yeah, he was definitely top five. Um, I mean, as we know, as like the as the qualifying goes on, you turn up the, you know, turn the volume up a little bit on the car, yeah. on the yep. engine. Um, we were both watching it live and we think that the Haas car kind of peaked maybe where we thought they're going to be in Q1. Like we think maybe, you know, the Red Bulls are putting out 131s, uh, the Ferraris putting out a 132, 131, and then coming out of nowhere in Q3 or sorry, in Q1, Magnuson and Schumacher both getting right in there. Schumacher was, I think 12th. Yeah. Going uh, into, going into Q2. Going into Q2. And then yeah, uh, K-Mag was, was P5. Yeah. So I mean, just wicked times from the Haas, uh, the Haas team. Kind of same to what Aston Martin was doing last year as well. They kind of didn't put the funding into the car, and they were waiting for the regulation change for this season. Which I mean, you can't blame them if they knew they weren't going to perform last year to the expectations that they want. Let's put all of our eggs in one basket for 2022. Yep. New regulations. We'll get on top of it. We'll get ahead of it. And boom, out the gate, just showing that hey, we're not going to we're going to fight for points this year. Yeah, they are. And I mean, they weren't far off it three years ago before the rich energy or was that three or four? I don't even know, but they, mm-hmm. we do know that they have pace and they, they're a competitive car 
when obviously they put money into the team. And you got Kevin Magnuson driving for him now instead of two rookie drivers. You have an experienced driver. Right. Like you say, he raced for McLaren and Renault back in his day, right, before he went to Haas. So it's good that they, they had him picked up instead of Pietro Fittipaldi, who bringing in another rookie. You kind of have a vet driver, you know, telling the team and giving him them their his experience and his, you know, technique sort of to how he likes the car drive mm-hmm. and all that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that Q1 was... And he's also Crazy. used to how Haas like runs the show. It's not like he's coming yeah. to a brand new team. Exactly. I'm sure a lot of the faces have changed like within the team, like you know the day to days. But I mean, he's it's still the same garage, still the same team principal with Gunther Steiner. Mm-hmm. Him getting back in there, it probably just kind of like the shoe fit right back into where it was before. Yep. And yeah, good point with like him being the experienced driver that Haas really needs. Yep. Because like last year was a shit show. We all know it. It was terrible. I mean, spin. Yeah, Mazis. <laughs> <laughs> he hits a Mazis spin right off the hop. Him, him, and Schumacher. I mean, they had the well. Schumacher himself had the name with him, like coming obviously, yep. and like the German funding, German backing, Mazis and the Russian backing too. But the race craft wasn't there. No, there was no. You got two. You know, their their highest level of driving they were in was F two. Yeah. So you had zero F one experience. You know, not even a year under yeah. anyone's belt. Yeah, nothing. So. Yeah. I mean, I think the big takeaways from Q1 was, yeah, the Haas, Haas team both getting out of Q1 for the first time. I mean, this didn't happen at all last year. Or the year before. Um, I think maybe one time Schumacher got out of Q1, but it was because of like a couple of spin outs and like a red flag happened. It was a whole shit show. Yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think he still qualified like P15 mm-hmm. um, last season. And I think the other big takeaway is Valtteri Bottas can still race. Oh my God. Even if he's not part of the Mercedes team. He is a qualifying wizard. Yeah. Like he was P4 and Q1. And I know you're, they're not going to give everything in P1, but even just to see his name up there in the Alfa Romeo, which was a bottom of the table team last year with what, 13 points. Yep. So he's firing it up P4 and Q1. And then he continued it through Q2. And then even Q3, he, what did he split the Mercedes to go P6 or seven? P6. Yep. So that's, uh, yeah, that's huge on him. And then Magnuson behind him. So there's two, there's a Alfa Romeo and a Haas between the two Mercedes cars. Yeah, we'll I get, don't know what happened to George Russell today. We'll get to Q3 in in a little bit. But um, I'm yeah, so just, excited. I'm just so I know, excited. It's hard not to jump it's ahead. Crazy. I know. We finally get to see what the cars can do. We've been yes. talking about it for three yes. weeks now on this podcast. Yes. We've been reviewing stuff from last season. We've been reviewing testing. Now we're really seeing what these cars can do. And mm-hmm. it feels good to finally talk about it in real time. Yeah. Like real reaction. Exactly. Which is basically what this podcast yeah. is going to be all about. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercedes. Okay. I want to talk about Mercedes too. Yep. Obviously in Q1, they were on the slower. They were, I think they finished, they weren't in the top four in uh, in Q1. Mm-hmm. At one point, Lewis was 10th fastest with like a minute to go. He almost got knocked out of Q1. Or yeah. sorry, he was 10th and George was sixth. So he was kind of just right on the bottom row in Q1. And then... Uh, yeah, I just I don't think that they they had the pace. They, I didn't even think they got into the one thirty ones. No, so they were just, they were in the low one thirty twos. Yeah, so out of Q one, the only four teams qualified with the one thirty one time, and then both Mercedes drivers were in the one thirty two. So Hamilton put out a one thirty two point two, and Russell put out a one thirty two point two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit faster than Hamilton in Q one qualifying, but yep. still, again, split up by you know the Haas team, uh, split up by the Ferraris, split up by you know Verstappen and, and mm-hmm. Red Bull. And Henry, Bot has. And Bot has as well, yeah. So, absolutely wild uh, wild racing in mm-hmm. Q1. A lot of surprises. Um, a lot of not surprises, you know, seeing Max up there, obviously. And yep. we've talked a lot about Ferrari so far in the lead-up of this season and how they've shown huge improvement from last year, too. So, it's no big surprise to see, you know, 
uh, signs in the clear in the top five, even in Q1. No. But later on down the road, we'll see exactly what they really did. Mm-hmm. Um, going to Q2, uh, I think the big takeaway there was that Lando, like we said before, didn't even qualify into Q3. Yeah. Which last season he was, you know, a P5, like a top five driver mm-hmm. or qualifier for most of the season. Um, so him finishing in P13, Ricardo only in P19. Yeah. But if you look sorry, at P18, that's wild. Yeah. If you look at the table though, Lando's time was a 132, pretty much a 132 flat. Yeah. Lewis, Lewis and from Lewis down in Q3, he was within, or sorry, no, not with Lewis down. With Alonzo down, he oh, actually, yeah. he could have qualified P8. I get, what, I get what you're saying. If he got into you Q3, know what I mean? he would have been P8. Yeah, he was yeah. better than the, the from 8 to 10 driver's time on his, on, uh, on Q2. Yeah, and so, he only he only made up two tenths. Yeah, I mean the I don't want to say the McLaren car doesn't have pace, but I didn't expect them not to make it into Q three. No, me neither. I mean, just coming. I know off, they've been having brake duct problems. Yeah. I don't know if they figured that out. A lot of understeer on the car. It looked like, and you could hear Ricardo saying it on the radio. Yeah, his car just looked heavy. I think that's like what it was for yeah. me. Like going into like the slow turns, like it, through the through the fast, like right handers and left handers. Any car can kind of look visually like they're going quick, even yeah. if they're not. In the slow turns, like the hairpin going into out of turn ten, that McLaren car looked heavy. It looked heavy, it and did. yeah, Ricardo's complaining on the on the radio. They understeer. Not much you can really do in real time to that fix that. That was in Q one too. Yeah, so they didn't really have a Q two or Q three to fix any of their problems. No, so they're going into the race tomorrow trying to figure it out, and hopefully, you know, yeah, they'll they'll do some work and some tinkering overnight, but. Um, but yeah, just from Lando, only going two tenths faster in, in Q2 from his Q1 effort. Not going to cut it. Nope. Um, I mean, everyone ahead of him, there was obviously 15 drivers that qualified into Q2. And of those 15 drivers, 12 of them put up 131s. And he, him, uh, Albon, and Zhou Guan Yu, you know, two drivers that are with new teams, are the only ones that did not out-qualify um, Norris. I mean, him being as successful as he was last year and the year before with the McLaren car, yep. then finishing P4 in the constructors doesn't allow them to have as much money coming in this year like they would if they finished P3. Yeah. But still, just the race pace should be there. The qualifying pace should be there in that McLaren car. We'll see what happens. Tomorrow, yeah. You know, it's anyone's um, game tomorrow, realistically. It really is. Like, I mean, All we're, the- we're talking about this right now, but you could have, you know, the Mercedes cars be incredible race pace tomorrow yeah. um, and, and put up some good effort, but... Um, the, the top four are all within, within four tenths. Yeah. It was a quick top four, man. And, uh, yeah, the next, the Hamilton was points, was it point three, three tenths off the fourth. Yes. Yep. So he's not even close to competing. He's almost a second off. He's a, he was almost a second off from Leclerc. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of these guys, I'm looking at the numbers now. A lot of the guys, their Q2 times are faster than Q3s. I don't know why. Because they used, I remember watching, they were using used soft tires in Q2. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how their Q2 times are faster. Well, they start off with, they start off soft. So usually they'll use like the, whatever tire they used in the end of P1 or Q1. They'll, they'll just start that. off with that. That yeah, way they're not see, using new ones every time. Yeah, just like a benchmark time. And then yeah. they beat that with their new fast tire. Mm-hmm. But Look. by the time Q3 comes around, they'll have new tires anyways mm-hmm. there. So you would think they'd be faster. Yeah. Speaking of tires, we don't know who, or uh, what teams are going to start on what tire tomorrow at all. Yeah, we were talking no about that, you know, during the during the qualifying when we were watching the new regulation this year is that the tire choice is completely up for grabs. Yeah. Everyone was on softs. Yeah. Every oh. single every single team. It's the fastest tire, but tomorrow they could start mediums, 
hards even. Yeah. You're saying they could they could start on hards, go 40 laps, and then switch to softs. Yeah, uh, it's going to be crazy to see because each team kind of <laughs> handles the tire development their own way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were just kind of spitballing before the the podcast started, saying how you could have tire strategy looking at, let's say the Ferrari can only do 30 laps on on um, medium tires, let's just say, and they have to go for 40 laps on hards. You look at Verstappen and the Red Bull, they could do 48 laps on mediums and then finish on softs and be quicker for the last like three, uh, last quarter of the race. Yeah. Which obviously a soft tire is a hard tire. The gap per lap is like three seconds almost or can be up there. So mm-hmm. it's kind of going to show like who wants to start on which tire, which team thinks that they're better for the actual race. Yeah. Whereas last season and seasons previous, whatever tire you qualify on in Q2, that exact tire is what you start on in the race. Mm-hmm. If you're in the top 10. If you're in the top 10, in yes. The top 10. So I, I kind of do like that a little bit more. We'll see how it plans out this year. But I do like that because it makes qualifying not just like who can go fastest. It's also strategy behind qualifying too. Yes, exactly. So I, actually, it makes it more now. So who who can go fastest? Um, but yeah, let's we'll see tomorrow what what uh, what tires the team start on. I'm I'm gonna bet they're gonna start on mediums. I can't see them starting on softs. But it depends on tire compound. I don't know how if these softs are gonna last longer than last year's. We mm-hmm. we we really don't know. Um, Q3 Ferrari was firing on all cylinders. Yep. Just absolutely blazing. They were what Charles put a 135. Yeah. So we'll just call it off the top right now off rip. Charles Leclerc, your pole sitter for the Bahrain Grand Prix next, uh, next tomorrow. Tomorrow. I was going to say next week. Next, tomorrow. next tomorrow. Next tomorrow. Wow. And then Verstappen, you got a 130.6. So he was point, uh, point one off the pace. One, two, three, actually. It's point one, two, three. Look yeah. at that. Look at signs. Signs is point zero zero seven six six off of Verstappen. Terrible math by me. <laughs> and then Perez even was point three off yeah, of signs. Yeah. So all those those top four, they're all within point four seconds total, like I was saying earlier. Mm. It's gonna be a battle tomorrow. Yeah. And then uh Bottas was even point what was he point three off of Hamilton in an yeah. Alfa Romeo. Yeah. So what we've seen previous is that Verstappen and Hamilton are across the board. Like if you're looking at them from like an F1 driver, like, you know, player card, it would be like qualifying 10 out of 10, race pace 10 out of 10, you know, yep. race crap 10 out of 10. Other drivers we've noticed like over the years, it's like, you know, you're qualifying, you're a 9 out of 10. Your race is like a 6 out of 10. Yes. What we're seeing right now is Verstappen is clearly just a legend. A legend now, a legend, legend to continue. Because what he can do in that Red Bull, it's incredible. His separation between his teammates over the years has been wild. Like, look at yeah. this right now. He's you know three tenths faster than than Perez. his teammate Perez, yeah. but the Ferraris are right there with him. I know. And the big disconnect is all the way down the table. Mercedes not even close. Yeah, and which is what we kind of didn't expect. Mm-hmm. I really thought Mercedes was gonna just fire up a couple engine modes and say, okay, yeah, that's it. We we are gonna be uh, one two this race, but. That wasn't the case. They have that horrible porpoising problem with their car yeah. on the straights, which is going to obviously affect them into braking. Well, just describe what that is for the okay. For the so, listeners. so I'm not a. This is just what I learned, and I'm going to give it to you in the most simple terms. That's all you want to do. So, here. yes, exactly. So, the ground effects. What it does is it causes the cars to have more downforce. Obviously, that that was the whole point of the redesign of the car. And once the car gets to a certain point of downforce, it stalls because it can only go so far. So then what it naturally does is it comes back up, but it catches that air in the same spot that it previously was, and it shoves it back down, 
and it stalls again. So it's just the repetitive up and down, up and down bouncing. So Mercedes looks like the team that's having the hardest time with that. We don't know. Maybe it's because there are no side pods at all, car. We have no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, every other team has kind of sort of figured it out. And they know that if they raise the front wing, yeah, you're going to get rid of porpoising, but you're going to lose tons of downforce. Yeah, you're going to catch so a lot of air that, coming that, up. That's their problem right now is they don't want to lose downforce by trying to get rid of porpoising. Or they can try and gain downforce and figure out the porpoising problem, which they, they have no idea. And I don't know if it's porpoising or purposing. I'm not I sure. I think it's porpoising. I'll just say porpoising. Um, and it's it's also kind of fitting because for years and years since the hybrid turbo hybrid turbo the, the hybrid, hybrid era era the hybrid, hybrid era, era yeah yeah since that's you know come into play since 2015 I believe mm-hmm. Mercedes has been an absolute like piss missile on the straights oh, yeah that's how they gain their speed yeah and this and now, year the porpoising is affecting the teams on because, the straights yes and uh, the engine development is frozen as of now now yeah now there is no more engine development allowed to do the cars so. I think it's going to be a tough year for Mercedes, but as we've seen in the past, you're you're not eight-time constructors, or sorry, eight years in a row constructor champions yeah. by chance. Clearly, they have some wizards for engineers. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I think I, I think my biggest thing today is Haas. Haas yeah. piece, Magnuson P7, K Mag, the boy, he's back. I love yeah, it. He's back. I love it. Schumacher qualifying P12. I mean, his highest start he's ever going to have. Um, mm-hmm. you know, since being in F1, and then K Mag P7. I was kind of nervous with K-Mag and that hydraulic problem for his power steering. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if this guy doesn't make it into Q3. Well, even so, he would have been, I think, well, that was, was that the end of Q2? That was the end of Q2, yeah. Yeah, he, so he, they was were, already they were working. Going, he was already going into Q3. He, yes. I don't think his pace or his yeah. time set in Q2 would have been In Q2, no. It, what, he was adjusted. 0.7 off for Stappen in Q2. Yeah, but that would have been safe, though. He would have been, yeah, he would have got through. So I'm saying he would have started like P10. Oh, okay. If, if I see did, what you're saying. If he did get into Q3, he would have started he, P10. On, but he on couldn't the grid. set a time for Q3 because he had a hydraulic problem. You're he automatically last. Start P10. Yeah, makes sense. Which I mean, still for a Haas, like you're you're in P10. Yeah. P7 though. P7. Lucky number seven, baby. I love getting it. in between Hamilton and Russell. Uh, Hamilton qualifying P5. Russell P9. We saw George, you know, having a hard time on the straights, like we said with the porpoising and getting into those slow corners and getting out. I think they said his um, going like one of the first turns off the straight on his final lap of Q3, he kind of went a little bit wide, so he lost time. And his angle he approached wasn't like the ideal angle to gain speed out of the corner. Yeah, We didn't see that on, on the camera. They didn't show that part, but that's what they said over over the radio. Um, but, I mean, we know George is a qualifying master. Yes. And, I mean, for him to start P9, it's going to be one of his highest starts. Uh, he has been in Q3 before with the Williams, but it'll be P9. Um, and I mean, we'll see what you can do next, like, next tomorrow. Race. We'll see what we can do next tomorrow. We can do tomorrow yeah. in that Mercedes car with, you know, DRS down the streets, trying mm-hmm. to pass cars, trying to see him overtake. Cause we don't get to watch that with George also very often. No, no, and same with Hamilton P P five. He's going to be, often no, he's no, we don't know. We but, really, we, I truly don't know how this race is going to, it's going to pan out. I'm so excited. Um, so we'll just say it one last time. Your front row tomorrow, Leclerc, Verstappen, signs in third, Perez in fourth. Hamilton fifth, Bottas sixth. That's gonna be a spicy little meatball down the first straight. Yes, Bottas sir. and Hamilton going one one toe to toe with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fernando Alonso in the P eight. We didn't talk about that with the Alpine, but Magnuson P seven qualifying P eight. Oh, sorry, Magnuson P seven. I'm sorry. K Mag boy. I don't even see his name up there, so I, I overlooked him. Magnuson P seven, Alonso P eight, Russell and Gasly to round out your 
uh, top, top 10. 10 for tomorrow's race. Wow. It'll did be... did not did not expect that. No, I, I mean, didn't expect you that. You could have gave me 100 cracks yeah. at making this top 10 list, and I would have gotten them all wrong. I could have said that the top five were going to be in the top five, but anything under that, did not expect that order. And that's what we want at all. I'm so used to seeing Russell. Like, oh my God, Russell's in a Williams? I know. It's like, oh, Alex Mercedes guy. I know. Anyway, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We're gonna uh, we're gonna record another podcast after the race tomorrow, um, and uh, actually our our fantasy started today. Yes. So uh, everyone, go on to your your uh, our league, see how your team did in qualifying because you do get points for qualifying. Yep. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers.